Welcome to the MMA Roadshow, episode number 451. My name is John Morgan, and Cold Coffee is with me, more or less, more or less. I mean, not with me, We're with only me. inches apart. What are you talking about? You're like literally right there. I could, I could boop your nose. Right there boop. on the screen. No, I, I am in uh, Denver, Colorado, getting ready for CFFC match day. We'll talk a little bit about that later. Meanwhile, you are at home in Las Vegas at the gorgeous Casa de Cold Coffee, getting oh, ready nice. to continue the coverage of USC Fight Night 232. But we came together virtually to have a conversation like we have every week for the past 451 consecutive weeks. How you doing, my man? Look at that. Good. I'm doing great. I love hearing that number gets bigger and bigger. It's funny. We did 450, and I, I think both of us were both recognized. It was like, okay, it was a big, huge number, big, huge number. And it was awesome. Mark Fellows kind of gave us a little shout-out, and it's like, you know, that number is big. That number is big, and here it is. Just keeps going, just keeps it's going through, through thick and thin. Uh, but, no, it's great. Uh, I'm feeling good. The weather's beautiful here right now. I don't know if – I know p- most people tune into this for their update <laughs> of the weather. It's uh, it's roughly about 70-ish degrees. It's sunny outside just like it is most days here. Um, we'll talk a little bit about it later. You know, I think the anticipation of the flop one that is coming here to town. Flop one. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Shots fired. fired. Shots, Shots fired. Shots fired. Right. No, well, the I'll- F1 is coming up this week. You know, so uh, I swear my name, uh, there's this little random like extra piece of road behind uh, over by where my house is. I think some of the drivers must come here late night because there was somebody peeling out there in that property last <laughs> night. I'm wondering if it was an F1 guy. I don't testing think so. His, uh, testing his tire. I definitely do not think yeah, so. Yeah, probably uh, not. All probably right. Oh, oh, coffee about pulled out the old forty-five last night. I was, <laughs> I was having none of it last night, and I was like, "Calm down, son. Calm down. They're just having their fun. They're just having fun." Oh my goodness, that's why Get you don't lawn. need. Get that... off the lawn. <laughs> That is why you do not need to be having loaded weapons around your house because you're a little hot-tempered sometimes, Coco. What, what would Sean Strickland do? What would Sean Strickland do? Oh, that would, would be a terrible gauge. If that was your, your barometer of, of your your decision-making, if you're like, what would Sean Strickland do in this, you know, this situation? I mean, pretty much nothing's off-limited at that point, right? Nothing like is off-limits at that point. Nothing's oh, off-limits. First right, well, he would go, if he saw any women in the car, he'd, he'd tell them, why aren't you in the kitchen? Stop it. <laughs> Take your shoes off. <laughs> Take your shoes off. Oh my god! Are you pregnant? We should work on that. No, oh, I haven't gosh. heard him say that one. I'm I'm kind of elaborating a little oh. bit. But whatever. Good times. Good times. All right. Good times. Well, let's, since you brought it up, let's let's bring it up. Uh, I did want to ask. About oh, the, the old flop one. one. About the now. First of all, was that was that is that a cold coffee exclusive right there? Or did you coin what, that flop for somebody? One? Yeah. No. No. I, that just me because I I literally was quoting uh, or. I responded. Everybody keeps all right. So the big number, F one, the people behind it, I, they used a, a third party uh, analysis company that the LVCBA, Las Vegas Convention, whatever. I probably got their number letters wrong. They use this analysis, applied or applied analysis, whatever. This this third party company, even though they have a long standing, uh, you know, partnership. So I'm sure their numbers are never skewed to the uh, convention authorities uh, never. way. Never. Um, the number that these Liberty Media, the people behind F1, are saying is that the economic impact is going to be 1.3 billion. A lot of that's for the salaries and the money that are going to be paid during that 
the 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 day the few day run of the event the week of whatever that's supposed to be like 360 million i'm like whoa those are some really well-paid jobs that are going to be coming in right there and then there's supposed to be then this extra billion of economic impact but what we're starting to see is that there's still thousands and thousands of tickets unsold yep there's uh thousands of already sold tickets that are back on the resale market and constantly pulling back, they're pulling back the tickets that are avail- they're, they're dropping the cost of the tickets right now that are still out openly available because people aren't buying them. The room rates have gone down quite a bit. I do hear some people have complained that uh, they're having a hard time finding a place to park their private jet. Those are the people that didn't have a problem with the tickets uh, to begin with. Yeah, um, well, that's always tough. Those, always those a random people are not going to be bringing a billion of economic impact coming here. So my hope and, and a lot of what they've been touting, everybody's throwing these numbers around that are given by the F1 people. They're saying, oh, it's going to be twice the economic impact of the Super Bowl. The, the same particular third party company, I think they're estimating that the Super Bowl coming would be 600 million or roughly around that. So their whole F1 thing and a lot of all these people proponents of it are saying like this is going to be twice the economic impact of the Super Bowl. And it's not a one time deal. We have these long standing. What is it? Ten year. Ten year arrangement. I think that they they committed to the possibility. It's not like they're locked in for 10 years, but they're they're on the, the books to say, yes, we have a commitment that we can do up to 10 years. They're hoping that they can get this money. So they're saying, oh, hey, yes, the Super Bowl. We know what the Super Bowl is going to bring. We know people are going to come for the Super Bowl. The right. F1 was always needing this international market of people coming to, to coming to this town. And then you have all these people that are saying like, oh, this tourist town, they're, they're pissed. You're a tourist town, and then they're bringing an event that's going to bring tourists, and now you guys are mad. It's not that. It's no. it's It's – all the the trickle down things like you're so you're hearing a lot of complaints of people on the restaurants that work in those areas that aren't able to get to work that aren't able to work and then somebody what, what did somebody comment the other day they're like well you know if you work one of the f1 restaurants they're paying like 45 an hour or whatever so they're saying quit your job hopefully get one of these other jobs and then then you'll have part of the money or whatever it's affecting so many other people that i can't i haven't found an actual physical bodied Las Vegas person that's saying that they're stoked about it. It's only no. these cyber people that are sort of like, I live here too and I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I'm like, bro, I can't tell if he's a bot or not. Like, I'll take you on your face value, but I know physically any humans that I've actually interacted face to face and real people that I know are real people, nobody's happy about this thing. Nobody's happy with the disruptance that's going on. It's going to be at 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be hard to try to find it. I think, I don't know if it's even on the regular broadcast channel or you have to, you know, find some feed for it or whatever, unless you want to shell out the money that they, that they're asking for. So I'm over it. I am so over it. You know, as much as we've been dealing with like the Super Bowl stuff, the Super Bowl doesn't even feel like a blip on the radar. Like, Right. You know that stuff's happening here, but it, it didn't cause such a huge disruptance. You know, yep. it didn't reshape our streets. And people, even with this economic impact that that they're saying it's going to bring money in, the county has already paid out money, tax money, towards these things. And I'm sure when you drive to your house, there's roads that you travel over that are absolutely garbage. You go over by the UFC headquarters on Jones in between the 215 and up to like, Russell to Tropicana, Flamingo, any of those other streets, those roads are so bad and they've been bad for years. And I'm, I'm always like, why can't we fix those roads? But all of a sudden you want to bring this thing in here and then you're going to throw 
I forget what the amount that they were saying that the the cost to to fix some of the roads were like forty million, twenty million or something, that's crazy. something ridiculous to do the repaving, and that's not a one time deal. That's not a one time deal. Not every and it's year, not right? just it's not just the F one. Everybody's like, well, F one's paying for it. It's not just F one money paying for it. They actually have the county on on the books to help chip in as well. So. That little sort of stuff, you know, definitely gets me irked. So do I want it to do well if it is going to bring an economic impact? Sure. I just don't want to see it flop. And so yeah. my whole thing with the flop thing is like, we, if it flops, please at least make half of what you're saying. That's a huge, that'd be a huge impact. And if we could get that year after year after year, I think people will get over it quickly if they start seeing it. But right now there's so much trickle down stuff being affected where people are their jobs and their lives are being disrupted. The hotel um, staffs and other stuff are being disrupted that um, I just hope it's worth it at the very end, because one, I'm not an F1 fan. This, the, 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 the Las Vegas board, the people that agree to do it, they're all executives on all the casinos, the win, some of the other ones. These are not just a panel of, it's not like a city council of normal Joes that are just like, Hey, I think this is going to be great. I think there would have been more scrutiny as for what was going into it, what the involvement of the County money and the disruption, if it was actual folks making the vote and, and right. kind of pushing this as opposed to rich people on uh casinos, executive chairs and stuff making this happen. So it's, it's wild. I mean, normally obviously we're an MMA show. We're not going to be talking about F1 for that long, a sport that we really don't know much, that much about, but I did want to talk to you about it and actually spend a couple minutes because obviously we do both live in Las Vegas. And I think this story is actually getting bigger. You know, it's becoming like a national sports story because People are saying, like, it has the chance to be an absolute disaster. Like, it's going to look Horrendous. cool. It's it's yeah. going to look super cool. Like, At don't night, it's going to be look super cool. I agree with you 100%. Dude, like, the, 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 the visual is going to be really neat. Oh, the visuals are going to be incredible, especially they got part of the track that goes around the sphere, you know what I mean? So, like, that's going to be amazing. It goes right down the strip. It's going to be all lit up, and all the, you know, all the lights of the, of, of, of the Las Vegas Strip are going to, I mean, it's going to look cool as hell. You won't see the fountains, though. You won't see the fountains. You won't see the Bellagio fountains because they they are blocked <laughs> you need by a drone. the stands. You need a drone to see that footage. Yeah, you can see them if you go behind the stands. <laughs> but, yeah, that's just it. It's just – and, and I, I, I echo everything you said. I'm really interested because, you know, if it was crazy because when it first got announced, you know, all of us, like even me and my wife, and we were like, man, maybe we should go check it out or whatever. And then you start to look at the tickets and you're like, yeah. what? Like – a, a, a normal hotel room will be a thousand dollars. Like what? Like a, a yep. ticket for the race will be like eight hundred dollars. What? Like oh, never mind. I guess we won't be checking it out. You know. And then you're like, well, but if it's for the good of everybody and it's for the good of the the the, the city and all that, awesome. But then. The construction has been months long. It's not like construction has been bad for a week or like the the. the you know, it's been awful to the point that yeah, people don't know how they're getting to work. You know, the Uber drivers and the taxi drivers—they're saying what a nightmare it is. They don't even want to work. It's crazy. You know, it's bad, 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 bad. Now, by the way, I, I heard that they're saying like it's going to take them until like almost the end of the year to break everything down afterwards. So like it still takes like another month afterwards to clean up. But it's so it's been this absolute headache. And, and then you wonder, is it going to be like this every year for 10 years? And on top of that, it didn't even deliver the money it was supposed to deliver. Right now you're hearing like all these hotel rooms that are empty or or they're selling them like below what a normal Friday or Saturday night would be. Like not even, not even slightly elevated, not even normal, but like actually below market. So it's like all these headaches. 
and it didn't even deliver. And so I'm, I'm just I, – I, I'm really interested to see what the fallout of all this is because I feel like most people in Vegas are like, D- you can't do this to us again next year. Like, one and done, get this thing the hell out. But they built a permanent building, um, yeah. you know, over there, over by the it's Hard Rock. a huge section of land. I'm not sure what the acreage was, but that um, that land they bought for like $240 million, $250 yeah. million, it's a huge plot of land. And, yeah, and the structure they built, it's really cool looking, but it's like that's – that's not just they're not just going to tear that down. No, you know? like it's took it's it's part of that whole area now. I mean, it's 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 just crazy. I, I you want it to do well in the sense of uh, if it's a win, it'd be great. It'd be great. I just think that you know they oversold what maybe the anticipation would it be. Yes, I saw some of the prices of like when they did the F one in like Monaco and all these cool, wonderfully sounding exotic areas. And from what I gathered, granted, I'm not an expert in it. I'm, I'm not going to throw out numbers, but for the gist of what I saw, this is so much more overpriced compared to those locations. They almost set themselves up to fail. Maybe that part of that was because the the cost that they had to put into to buy this land, to to make uh, you know to grease the wheels, uh, right. you know, to to pad the pockets. Who knows? You know, to make this thing happen, that they over you know they overcharged for. A lot of these tickets and a lot of the the overall estimate estimation that uh, you know we've said this before about the UFC. I mean, you could price yourself out of a market. Then I think they almost priced themselves. Maybe they did price themselves. The fact that they're backtracking on the price, um, it's definitely a lesson to be learned for. Like you know, uh, I think big sports that want to go into a new market and think yep. that you could take an existing product that's a hot thing and then oversell your market and then you you shoot your shot and you you miss out and i think that's what they did i think they overshot the mark and um i think we the best case is that they you know meet half of the market of what they were expecting i've heard seeing anywhere between 1.3 1.7 billion um i'd like to see them get half that amount it'd be great if they can get to a billion i mean the economic impact it can help, and we can use that money. But it's hard to say that there's not already an economic impact taking place because of the disruption yep. as well. And I think you got to take that into account. But we'll never see those numbers. Nobody's doing a analysis on lost uh, wages, lost shifts, nope. um, hours spent uh, nope. in traffic, even more yep. so. There's, I mean, the, nobody's accounting for that. And when you put that into numbers. I think that would really offset some of these big, big numbers that they like to keep throwing out. Dude, that's so interesting. It just occurred to me because you're right. Because you know what they'll do is they'll do an economic impact study and they'll they'll add in like all the hotel rates, all the restaurants, like every they'll they'll add in all that. But then what if you're like, yeah, but what is the economic impact of a normal weekend with nothing going on? You're like, oh yeah, yeah. we had all this revenue. Yeah, yeah, but guess what? The revenue would have been had you not been there. And people, you know, people can't get to these restaurants and people can't get to it. So yep. it's it's interesting because. They physically can't get to the restaurants. It's so crazy because of because of the way that the roads have been shut down. You cannot get there. That's just the way Vegas is laid out. I mean, like Vegas, as opposed to a lot of uh, you know, granted, we always say that kind of has a small town feel. In that sense, is like some places you have very limited access uh, to get to these buildings. Right. And then if you take that access away, uh, sorry, just can't get to it. Can you walk? Can you find another place to park and walk here somehow? You like. Bro, there's it just doesn't it doesn't work that way. Some of the hotels down there, they're saying like there's telling people that are staying there like you can't take an Uber. By the way, if you're leaving, you can only leave on foot between like 5 p.m. and 4 a.m. or whatever, like because you so can't crazy. get it. T- so you have to walk to like a remote lot to where you could. It's just it's 
it's crazy. So it's That's interesting. Crazy. I'm I'm going to be look. I'm on Saturday night. I'm, the scenes are going to be amazing, and I think it's going to look cool, and people are going to love it. But it has been pretty much a disaster and, and i don't know that you know economically it's gonna end up being successful so um i'm interested so that's what's going on in las vegas this week by the way you said we kind of do have a small town feel and i've always said that i mean i grew up in dallas fort worth like i grew up in a yep. sprawling metroplex where you can drive for hours and you're still there uh vegas still does have a little bit of a small town feel once you got outside of it but it's getting bigger we know that and yeah we got a baseball team now man and I, <laughs> yes I, I, we do let me just let me just issue uh a even formal... though i kind of already thought we did but i guess not yeah, yeah, but now well, we do <laughs> well now we have a major league team and it's a, well it's official i guess the, the, no uh, that's official yeah it's, it's, it's official. the official part like i thought it was already done and then, so when they were saying like that they voted on i was like wait didn't you don't talk about that before you you already you know say you're going to move your team there and you spend all this money like that doesn't already happen. I, I'll tell you what I would uh, yeah right I I would like to issue the MMA Roadshow would like to issue a formal apology uh, to to the people of Oakland California like bro like we have now stolen two of their teams bro how could anybody from <laughs> Oakland like everybody from Oakland must hate Las Vegas I mean we we've jacked two of their teams I feel awful for them. Well, just I mean, do they have anything else we could take? Do they have another team? <laughs> <laughs> they got a soccer team near there. We can we can we, we can so scope as well. What else I you mean, got? It, it what happens. Else you got, Oakley? Yeah, what else you got? What you guys got? I mean, it happens. It's certainly not a. Um, it's not something that's uncommon. In you know, I mean, we've seen a lot. We've seen it sort of happen more and more these days. I think back in the day, it was harder for teams to move. Now it seems like hey, you know, there's money to be made. You know, the the overall leagues want to get in on it, you know. I mean, it's a smart move. I mean, I feel bad for Oakland, um, but, you know, uh, I hope your team's not garbage. I hope we're not, you know. Oh, no, I think they're terrible. I think they're like a 100-loss team. Like, they're awful. Is it really? Oh, yeah, they're awful. But, I mean, there is something cool. I mean, we went and saw um, – who did we just see recently? Was it the Marlins that The Marlins, we yeah. Or, we went and saw the Marlins when we were down in Florida. And, so, and it was like one of the least attended games, uh, or I guess their market. They're not really great, but – how much fun was that? Even though the team, yeah. I don't even know if the team was really that great, but dude, it was so much fun just being downtown watching a ball game. Um, I our AAA team here is fun to go over there and watch those guys, but man, um, to be able to see a, a game down there, um, I think it's going to be fantastic. I mean, I'll go see it. I said that about the Raiders, but the Raiders are a little too expensive for a little me. Pricey, like maybe the price that maybe, the, maybe the uh, Maybe the baseball games, since there's more of them, they'll be uh, cheaper to attend we some actually, of these games. If you remember, so it was Jose Youngs. Uh, I don't know if you guys know that guy. He's an up-and-coming uh, mixed martial arts journalist. He's, he's At that other small yeah, little outlet. He, he signed on. So I forget but, the name of it. <laughs> Jose Youngs actually uh, – he bought the tickets for everybody in in security and got it. They were five dollars a piece. We paid five dollars a piece to get into the game. Major yeah. league, major league, major league baseball. I would, in a heartbeat, go watch the A's for five dollars. For five bucks, like, yeah. I like, mean, why not? I mean, there's something about a dog, a hot dog, and a beer sitting in a ball stadium, eating some uh, peanuts, making a mess, just getting rowdy, cheering, doing whatever. It's that takes me back to like when I was a kid. You know, that was you know I played baseball as a kid, but also we used to go uh, watch the Clippers play. It was a Triple A team in Columbus. You know, back when they were sure. initially when I was young, when they were they were still tied with like the Yankees. So I remember yep. seeing a bunch of the Yankees as they were working through the farm team. Uh, it's fantastic. There's just something you know about that sport that just I think if you grew up in America in any sort of a bigger city that had a ball field, it just takes me back to being like a kid again. I mean, yeah. As as old as I get, you know, you walk into a ball field and you sit in the in a stand, and there's something that you're literally, at least for me, I'm teleported back to, uh, you know, being, 
you know, eight year old kid sitting in a ball diamond watching like stars play. And it's just, it's amazing. It's, it's going to be fantastic to see. I mean, regardless if they're good or not, I hope they get, I hope they get <laughs> well, it together. I think, I think the, the hope the, the, would, the, yeah, I think the, the hope would be that they get the better. going to be. Yeah. <laughs> the diagram of like the, 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 at least some of the mock layouts of what this building is going to look like looks pretty pretty darn cool yeah you know to have an open back uh like i guess the outfield the open back will sort of face into the strip so you'll see the mgm in the background and then you know i guess will be new york new york depending on the angle of whatever um it should be pretty spectacular um so i'm looking forward to it maybe not that i'm seeing more so than the raiders uh i'm not i'm definitely i think the raiders uh i like the i liked the raiders i like the colors more so than like the athletics uh, you know, over the years, but I, there is something about baseball that I think it's just, it's much more um, accessible because there are so many games. I think there's quite a possibility of seeing more games a year, whereas I thought I would go see the Raiders by now and it's just, it's too expensive. No, right now, so I haven't gone over there, but I love the, the fan base loves it. I mean, look at our, look at our town, our town, the Knights came up and it, literally people here are diehard fans. The team loves the fans. The fans love the team. The Raiders came here. I didn't know what was going to go on with that. Raiders fans traveled to Vegas, and Vegas fans absolutely adore the Raiders now as well. So they've made it their own, and they're still close enough, and it still has great ties to the community that it came from. Like the fans in Cali still come out here and watch it. Maybe some of that will happen with the baseball, but the way that this this city has, has uh, appreciated and sort of just embraced these teams... I have to think that the A's are gonna they're gonna love it immediately as well. I mean, because people just love that shit and their location. Holy cow! Right on the strip where they can get all that foot traffic. You don't even have to drive to the stadium if you're staying in the 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 major strip area. You can literally take a tram, get closer. You could take Ubers. You can walk to the thing. It's gonna be a win-win. I mean, like I'm not sure yep. how much money they're. You know, at first I know when they threw some numbers, it was like, oh, here's another big project we're putting money in. But this one, I think, will have a major impact on, uh, let alone just the the skyline itself, but a major impact on just uh, uh, for people that live here, people that are able to work here and go see it, and people to their families have another, you know, key entertainment thing to go see. So, and, and they won't have to shut down the strip for a month to do it. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> I know we still have to deal with it after they, after it's done, we still have to deal with it. So crazy, we dealt man. with it leading into it. We have to deal with it afterwards. But, I will yeah. say, I, I do feel bad that we're taking somebody else's team and, and granted that it's from the same city again, but I will say as, <laughs> as a, uh, as a, as a 15, sorry, sorry. sorry. You want as free a- slots? <laughs> we give you, we give you some free match play. Can we give you some match play and a free drink? Like, you should. You know what, man? If you if you show if you show up in Las Vegas and you have like a driver's license with an Oakland address on it, like you really should get like crazy benefits. You know what I mean? Just like twenty five dollar match play, free play, twenty five dollars free play, and three free drink tokens. You, you get the best deal. <laughs> um, but I will say, as a as a fifteen year Vegas resident who obviously doesn't have any plans on leaving anytime soon, given the industry that we're in, uh, it's crazy how much the town has changed, man. We 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 only had UNLV. Uh, when I first got there, and it was like, you know, by the way, don't ever expect to get pro sports here because, you, you know, with the gambling aspect of it, the pro sports leagues will never yep. have pro sports here. Now it's like, yeah, whatever. There's gambling everywhere. Like, let's go. It's you so know crazy. I mean? so- They're putting it on broadcast. They're, I mean, like, it's it's not even a thing anymore. It's just unreal. But you're right. I mean, like, they were like, it's never going to come. They, there's gambling there. They don't want it there. They think of blah, 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 blah. I'm like, 
people gamble on it now when it's not here. What's the big deal? What's the you deal? know, it's not like the, it's not like the players are like, hold on, I got to run to the bookie real quick, and then I'm, then I'll come back and I'll get dressed. You know, yep. like. It's amazing. It doesn't make any sense. So it's amazing. All right, listen. Uh, we we do talk MMA from time to time on this on this program <laughs> as well. I'll get there <laughs> uh, eventually. Uh, did I already just... mention the weather? Did I already? <laughs> by, by the way, seventy five degrees here in Denver as well. Beautiful. Ooh. Just to let everybody know, just a beautiful. Nice. I was I was afraid it was going to be a little cold, but it's all right. Uh, all right, we did. Oh, let me guess. You you brought shorts. Of course, short? I shorts. of course I brought shorts. I did actually. I I did. This is how cold it's supposed to be tomorrow Uh-oh. up uh, up Uh-oh. at the ranch. Uh, we're doing it at this. Uh, we've been talking about this for a while. So uh, we got Campbell University, um, and they're going against Wyoming, and we're doing it at a, a, a horse sanctuary. I mean, it's in the middle of Wyoming. Uh, this barn that's in there that they're that they're setting up right now. Um, but I think it's supposed to be like 30 degrees or something like that tomorrow. So I actually so did you brought bring, pants. I brought pants. I actually brought pants. No shit. Yeah, I actually I packed a pair of pants. Is it a suit or you actually brought pants? No, I just it's like the only other pair of pants. I have suit pants, right? But I'm not gonna wear a suit because I'm not on air. So uh, I had like some Adidas pants. So that's all it is. I mean, they're yeah. not like. Well, I saw that, and at Tough Enough, you wore a suit. Uh, I did. I did. I figured I, you know, I, you know. So you just rushed home, but you rushed home, grabbed a suit, got all sharped up, you know, and then you straight up, dude. I slept for like I I I flew home. I had to connect. Like I went straight to the airport after we got done with the USC two ninety five. I went to Laguardia. I think from Laguardia I had to connect to Chicago. Chicago I landed in Vegas. I think I got home and took like a thirty minute nap and then uh, showered real quick and changed the suit and drove down to the Sahara. And uh, wow. Justin James was my co-host there. Yeah. So uh, it was it was fun. We had a last-minute scramble. We had heard it was going to be Chris Curtis. Uh, but I guess, and Chris had something pop up. I think he just had a, a kid, actually. So he had, like, some family stuff pop up. So Justin filled in on the day of the show, which is funny because Justin actually grappled the night before. They did back-to-back events. They did a <laughs> fundraising event, and they did um, and then they did the MMA event for Fight Pass oh, on Sunday. Awesome. But he grappled the night before and apparently he stepped up on like three days notice to grapple and then he stepped up on day of to commentate on back-to-back night so that's a uh, short notice guy right there boy that would have been fun with chris curtis i mean he's a, he's a personality justin's definitely a personality but chris uh chris curtis that would have been fun yeah I, been fun for sure. I, I want to it was funny i was actually watching chris do a tough enough show uh one time when i was out of town and i actually kind of wrote his name down as like dude that's a guy we should get to fill in sometime maybe for cffc or something like that if we need somebody because he's fun like obviously he's knowledgeable he has a good time justin was fun too though i've always liked justin of course you know he uh coached my, my kid for uh for a couple years in wrestling before he actually made it to the ufc and um so it, it was it was fun to work with him so all right listen i did want to ask you one question about usc 295 I'm still struggling, and I want to know what your take is because we haven't talked about it since then because we've both been slammed. Alex Pajeda, obviously amazing win for him. He's got the title now. Uh, funnily enough, I, I love the fact that he called out Adesanya, even though I asked him about Adesanya earlier in the week, and he's like, no, I'm not even thinking about that guy. He wants off. He's just and trying he's, to help him out, man. He's just trying to help him just, out, man. Just trying to motivate just him. Just trying just to try- keep him out. You he's helped trying to me. He's trying to he's trying- Yes. I'm gonna help you. That was so yes. funny. I love that was that was like the most respectful call out ever. Um, I swear, if we could speak his language, I hear he is absolutely hilarious in his own way. But we don't speak Portuguese. I know. I hear. I hear some of the because uh, uh, we just had who was it? Um, Luana Pinheiro, even I butchered her name. She was remarking about how he is so funny, and I was like, dude, I bet he is. 
we just don't get it. You know, it's like, like when you translate just, the joke, it doesn't make sense, right? Like, doesn't make sense. You know, even, like even if you my, don't understand it and his delivery. I mean, yep. Did you see the video that he did with uh, what's her name, Nina Marie something? The 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 little cute chick that does all the shit with Strickland lately. Mm-hmm. She's a sexy no, no. little thing, whatever. But they did a she did a video with him. Like, do you have more than two emotions? Like, like. Mm, angry or like whatever she's like do you have any other emotions besides that and she asked him a bunch of questions and it's always he just stayed in the same the same face but at one point he smiled and she's like oh there is a second one so he has two he has two uh <laughs> emotions or whatever. but it was actually pretty funny but i was just thinking i was like dude he's i think i hear he, i hear through the lines that he's like a really funny guy but we just don't get it we just see the crazy terrifying guy like that we see that that came out that night so we well, see um, i mean you get to see a little bit in social media but you're 100 percent right like you see a little bit in social media like the fact that he like embraces like the the easter island face you know yeah. things and like drives around like oh my son is with me or whatever and just i mean funny stuff so he's but here's the what Pikachu i want to jacket that he had the other that, oh that one yeah, yeah yeah i forgot about that it's one so such good trolling it was i just forgot like, about the uh, pikachu jacket he's like no a fan gave me this, a fan gave me this. <laughs> <laughs> totally forgot about that one that's good uh all right so where do you like how do you look at his career right now because the, the reason I'm asking is really because it was like the pound-for-pound pound rankings that I was working on. I think he ended up coming out at number five in the pound-for-pound pound rankings, um, which yeah. I get it, man. Second second weight class. But I saw a lot of people saying, like, man, guaranteed UFC Hall of Famer right now like with what he's accomplished. And, and I, it's weird, right, because like it kind of feels dumb to say that he isn't. I mean, he's a two-division champion, and there's only been a handful of them. But at the same time, he's 6-1. and one. In in the, yeah. in the in the UFC, he's had seven fights. He's six and yeah. one in the UFC. I mean, if he's you certainly at- been fast tracked a good bit. I mean, I think the two belts is amazing. The two divisions. I think we just need that. You got to have some. You got to have a, a big run of not a big run, but you got to have some defenses. You got to yeah. have a uh, you know some serious defenses in there before you start talking about Hall of Fame. I think, and and this came up today on Junkie. We did a special spinning back click where we went over sort of our thirtieth greatest greatest fighters as we picked them. And the, the the phrase that always comes up is recency bias. Right. You know, have we? You know, is this the new hot thing so big that we we tend to get so enamored with it? It's hard to not get enamored with what he's able to bring in just these shocking performances. You know, he, at the you know one fight looks like he's losing the, the whole time, and then he's able to 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 take it away from defeat and have a, a thrilling win. But then we also see him get knocked out clean, and then we see him going to this one. I thought the stoppage was a little bit early. On, uh, I think uh, Yuri Yuri didn't really contest it, so I, I get it. I've to me personally, I thought it was a little bit of a stoppage. But Yuri said he, he went out. He, he certainly didn't seem like he looked like to me. I thought he was pulling him in, like he was going to try to pull guard or you know try to do something. But could have went a little bit more. Um, but then you see a performance like that, and it's hard to not think like, wow, this guy has all the potential to to go on this crazy run and these crazy amount of defenses. I guess that's the only thing is I want to see some of that. Do I think he has the potential of being a Hall of Famer? A hundred percent, you know. Um, I just think we need to see if we're gonna. I need to see defenses, and I want to make sure that he holds up. You know, um, what if he gets plagued by you know injuries right after this? It's just hard to like. I still want the Hall of Fame to be this threshold that's yeah. almost unreachable. You know, yeah. and while two champions and you know two divisions is something that not everybody's done. Um, I just I want there still to be more like and I think with give him a couple defenses in both divisions or whatever then I'm like okay maybe let's let's see but you know yeah seven fights he's done 
a mass of amazing things. But the guy's been fast tracked. He's been fast tracked and he and he's done amazing things when he's in there. So I can't take that away. But if he didn't have the Izzy story that led him up to the first thing to kind of push him through some stuff, would we have even seen him in these possibilities to pull out these uh these crazy moments, you know, Definitely if he not. didn't have Definitely that, not. that heat already, he would have been doing like what everybody else was and just twirling through a division. Most guys will have six fights in the UFC before they ever even, you know, start sniffing a belt opportunity. And this guy's got seven fights and he's got two, he had, you know, three title fights out of it or whatever, you know, fought for it and, you know, yeah. got it, lost it, fought it, you know, lost it in the next one and then get, you know, got another one, you know, like, it's fun. I'm, well, I'm glad you said that because I, I, I started to feel like, am I? Because I love the guy. I love his fighting style. I love the personality we're starting to see. Yeah. Um, his star power is crazy. Like you saw it in New York, man. He was getting yeah. the biggest reaction out of everything. It was so cool to see. Yeah. But in my head, and, and so I'm, I'm in my, I've been questioning myself all week. Like, am I being a hater for some reason? But it's like. I feel like he just needs more time. Like, I have no problem with him being fast-tracked. If you'll remember, as he was on the rise, I was one of the biggest cheerleaders going, hey, we got this story without Asanya. Don't let it slip away. Like, don't make this guy go through yep. the, the, the ringer. But yep. when, I, when I look at it, I mean, and I mean this is no disrespect, but 18 months ago, he was fighting Bruno Silva. Two years ago, he was fighting Andreas Mikulides. Like, no disrespect to those guys, but, like, that, the run that he's been, that had is there's no doubt. Yuri, Perho- if you just look at the names, Yuri Prohaska, former champ, Jan Blahovich, former champ, Izzy, former champ, Sean Strickland, current champ. So five straight fights. <laughs> That's crazy. That, I know. That's it's almost like an asterisk. You're like, it, <laughs> wait, really? Wait, what did you say? Like, what? what was the what? last one you just said? <laughs> so, right. But you know, as you said, one of those was a loss. One of them was a knockout loss. The win over Jan Blahovich wasn't the greatest performance ever. And, I mean, Jan still contends that he thinks he got robbed in that. It wasn't the greatest for us. So it's weird. Like, it's amazing. I love the guy. I'm a fan of the guy. I'm a fan of his fighting style. I can't wait to see what he does next. But I I saw a lot of reaction that was like, surefire Hall of Famer. Like, he's done. And I'm just like, I just don't know that you can be a Hall of Famer at 6-1 and in the UFC. I mean, look – it's a slippery slope, right? Conor McGregor's only ten and four in the UFC. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. not like he didn't he, defend it, anything. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, he never defended anything. It's not like he's got you know these thirty fight veterans or whatever. And look, I'm a proponent. I mean, and look at look at your favorite guy in the absolute world. I mean, not Andre. Your other favorite guy, Cowboy and Cowboy Cerrone. Yep. And it's like nobody nobody has any issues with that. But it's like part of it is because it's that tenure. Yep. You know, but Cowboy never reached anywhere of the heights of what. He uh, Alex has been able to do in, in a short fashion. So in that sense, it's almost like, okay, you want to make this guy jump through more hoops, but like your boy over here That's never even point. got to the, you never, you never did. It's, it's so tough. So it's almost like you almost got to be like, okay, well, you can't be that hypocritical and say, well, you know, I want Cowboy to be in there, but Cowboy didn't get no, he didn't get this. It he is didn't weird. Get two division champs. He didn't get a belt. You know, it's like it, it is weird. You're right because it, I feel like there's two ways in. I feel. I mean, I do feel like there's something to be said for longevity, right? Like, okay, we're talking about baseball, 100%. right? Like baseball, like three thousand hits was always that. You know, that's a that's a massive platform. Now you may be you may be a, a, a two seventy hitter or whatever, but you stick around long enough that you get enough at bats that you yeah. hit that you get those three thousand hits. You know, that's like a shoe into the Hall of Fame because you stuck around for so long. Like, I, I mean. Is Jim Miller a Hall of Famer? I wouldn't say no. I mean, nobody's done. Nobody's. Stuck I certainly around. want him to get there eventually. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I mean, 
I guess that's the thing. You, you fight enough, you're gonna have, you're gonna pull enough heartstrings on people, and people just want that for you. And I think maybe that's it with with Alex is that he's done. He's he's had such a quick shock and all. We're just like, oh my god, like this guy is an absolute stud. But it's like, has he resonated so long that you're just like, this guy has to be there for me. And maybe that's just maybe that's part on us is just not having that connection yet because we haven't seen him enough. We haven't seen him around enough. Um, we two don't, years, two years. You know, it's two just years. crazy. It's hard to not think that if he stays. I mean, if he stays on the current trajectory, one hundred percent. Yeah. Oh yeah. The guy is going to be in the Hall of Fame because what's stopping him? You know, at this point, you know, that's why I was saying like we just and maybe it's with the longevity. A fighter can be absolutely have the the run. But we see well, we see this in other sports too. Guys are destined to be just absolutely incredible in football, all those other things, and then become injury prone. And then all of a sudden their career falls off. Not that you wish this on this, but if you're talking about a sport where there's the, the, you know, the possibility of career ending injuries, every time you go in there, that's MMA, you know, that being said, you know, say he goes out there and has a career ending fight in his next fight. Would we say, okay, well he did get the two divisions. I think that's enough. Is it? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. It's I don't tough. know. And I'm torn you know? on it, man. I don't want to be a hater, but I feel like you need some more longevity, a little bit more accomplishment. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, and, Maybe and then if I we didn't thinking, see these two-division two, two belts, now I feel like we're seeing it more and more. Yes. Maybe that wow factor is not there anymore, whereas if we didn't see it and we saw it right now, we'd be like, well, the guy did He did the amazing thing. Like, He, he took it in two different divisions. How can we ever stop him? Are we starting to see it so much now that we're now it's not as shiny? It's not as this unattainable thing because I think, now I feel like we see it you know, twice a year. <laughs> I think that might be it. I think the specialness of it has kind of worked. Because I did think about this. All right, so we just said it. All right, let's say, uh, you know, I'm knocking on wood right now. I don't want yeah, anything bad like, to happen. But nobody wants it. <laughs> you know, yeah. Let's say, let's say for some reason he decides to retire. Let's put it that way. Let's put it that way. Yeah, let's that's say better. He, deci- he decides he's to like, retire. He's like, I'm going to go be a, I'm gonna be a comedian. Just, <laughs> he's like, in Brazil, I, I'm really funny. He's great. He's like, oh, my Portuguese is on point. So let's say he decides to retire. Is he a surefire Hall of Famer? I don't know. Maybe maybe somewhere down the line. I, I just, I'm not convinced. But then I started to yeah. think about this, right? What if in his next fight, he said, y'all aren't going to believe what I got for my next act. He's like, I went up to 205. That was easy. You know what I'm doing next? I'm going to heavyweight. John Jones, it's me and you. I've been waiting for you. Yes. We got Dusty. And let's say he goes up to heavyweight and beats John Jones and then retires. Is he a Hall of Famer at that point? Fuck and I, yes. Exactly. And I have no problem saying, hell yeah, he is. And 100%. That's only- like, bro, you are the scariest man. Where's Francis? Because then at that point, we're like, oh, he took out Jones. <laughs> I mean, what can he do? That's only, adding, he do? that's only adding one more fight to his resume. But if he went to How a third division and it was Bones, like. And the way that they, around, they, they sort of give these champions that opportunity. Just imagine that they're like, we gotta, we gotta, you know, take this massive pay per view. We have to take a massive pay per view to Brazil. How about we take, you know, John Jones and we're gonna put him down in Brazil against Alex, uh, where Jones <laughs> could be a two division champion and Alex could be a two division, or uh, yeah, Alex could be a two division champ. That'd be crazy. It'd be huge. But yeah, you win that fight, then, uh, bro, what can't you do? At that point, at that point, I'm thinking like, dude, uh, he's invincible. He's faster than the speeding bullet. You know, he's faster than trains. Like the guy's <laughs> Superman at that point. Um, it's been pretty amazing. His story's uh, fantastic. Um, I just maybe it is just you want to see a little bit more. But in terms of his immediate impact, you can't take anything away from that no. as being anything short of just absolutely spectacular. 
and um, the current trajectory, you have to think that yes. So maybe it's just odd for us to hear people say future Hall of Famer just because we you you're already sort of saying like I already know how his his career is guaranteed to happen. It's just so short. You just want to make sure that there aren't going to be injuries, that there aren't going to be whatever, that all the, the things align. But if his current trajectory and he's going to maintain his performance, what he's doing right now, it's hard to deny that he wouldn't be a future Hall of Famer. It's just, I guess, just hard to immediately say that after only seeing him a handful of times. You know, I agree. I agree. It's uh, it's a weird one. But the so, dude's a stud, man. He's a stud, though. I'd be interested. So let me know. Let me know what you think, people. Let me know what you think. Is he? Because I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not 100% either way. You know, sometimes I have a stern opinion. And I'm like, this is the way I feel, and you're not going to change my mind. This one. I'm on the fence, man. I'm teetering a little bit, but I, I felt like a hater for even suggesting that maybe he's not. But I'm glad to hear that I'm not alone. So here's the other yeah, question. Well, I when have. you think about, sorry, just one last no, thing. Ahead, when you think ahead. about it, a lot of times, you're like you know, some of the guys that have done it differently. Like when you look at Connor and we talk about, oh, where are the defenses, whatever. You got to about think about the overall movement and the the what he did for the sport as well. Oh, yeah. You know, we in our in our top thirty, we talk about Ronda Rousey, what she was able to do for a sport. You know, for a whole genre, a whole a whole women. Dana was like, I don't want women fighting the MMA. I don't ever envision seeing them. Yeah, I mean, and he had a good point of saying like there was a point where nobody thought that they even fight. They were mad that men were fighting, let alone women. And then when he was able to change his mind and what Ronda was able to do, there's certain people that are able to have moved mountains and, and just leave a legacy. And it's hard to not think that, uh, you know, when you do enough, you get that sort of thing. So for him right now, it's just tough because I think, you know, he just hasn't left that legacy sort of thing. Right now, we're all still reeling for what he's able to do. I think when there's just a little bit more of that legacy moments out there, it's going to be hard to deny him. Yeah. But when you look at people like Connor and other ones, it's you can't put them on the same level, even though they've done similar things, because there is still a difference in the overall arching impact of what that that fighter did for the overall sport and for the pop, you know, just the fan base. Yeah, because maybe, maybe Alex will get there, and maybe sure he will, but it's just it's just apples and oranges right now when you compare like a, a two division champ of Connor's stature with a two division champ of what Pahea's stature is. I agree with you, and and Connor is to me one hundred percent a UFC Hall of Famer for more than just what he comps in the cage. Because I can see just people, what he did in the cage. Yeah, because I can see people arguing. Well, wait, wait, wait a minute, John. He never even defended the titles, and look at he's one and three in his last four fights, and, and those are all valid arguments, whatever, right? But you think about. A just what I mean the global superstar that what he, like how he elevated the sport man he, elevated you know, he, the sport one hundred percent and 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 the Floyd Mayweather fight that 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 to me the Floyd Mayweather fight is one reason he's a USC Hall of Famer as bizarre as that may seem yep. because it was a boxing match because I mean that was a moment I mean that was two icons coming together and like it, it was um you know one of the biggest he made the impossible happen he made the impossible happen. people said that'll never ever happen and now it's like it's at the blueprint. Yep. Now people have, are copying and trying to do the same sort of thing. He he did the impossible. People are like, that's never going to happen. Floyd Mayweather, there's no way ever, ever, I'm going to go put money on it. It will never happen. He made it happen. You can't, you can't, you can't quantify what that did for the sport. And just, I had family that were reaching out and, you know, that, you know, don't care about the UFC, but he made people care about it. And you can't not take that into, uh, the equation when you Absolutely. talk about a, a Hall of Famer, yep. what they did for the sport, you know, and that's why I think it was so great about the whole, um, 
what do they call it? The pilgrim, not the pilgrim wing, the uh, <laughs> pioneer wing. <laughs> the pilgrim wing. <laughs> this is the partner. This is the Plymouth hey there, Rock. Pilgrim. This is the Plymouth Rock division <laughs> over here. Uh, <laughs> You know, when they talk about the pioneers, it's for what they did for the sport overall, and that's what got them in there. So, you know, it's kind of already out there. You know, like when yep. you move, when you move the sport, when you elevate it, um, you're almost guaranteeing yourself. When you do it to such a level that you can't pay attention to it, and uh, Alex has the potential of getting there. It's just in terms of just sheer performance. It, it just, it's not as wow. Oh my God, a two division champ. It's not what that used to be. Now you need to elevate. You need to keep elevating it and just a couple defenses in each one. It goes a long way for legacy. And then at that point, it becomes undeniable. I, you know, I think at some point. All right. Speaking of making the impossible happen, uh, my, my other question about 295 the, the cold coffee crystal ball, what does it say about John Jones, Steve Miocic? Do you think we see this fight or not, man? Uh. I, I feel like, I feel like. The timing is weird. I feel like Tom Aspinall looks so damn good. I talked yeah. about this on the and a half episode. And I think a lot of people have talked about it since. Uh, man, how, how do you not right now say that you want to see? And again, I know you're an Ohio boy, so I'm not trying to disrespect yeah. Stipe, but I just don't see how anybody that's a fan of the sport right now isn't saying the fight I want to see is John Jones versus Tom Aspinall. 100%. That's the fight I want to see, um, but – if it's if this injury is going to take longer than we we really think, I would like to see Stipe fight one more time. Um, I think if the if it came down to it, and we know that Jones is going to be out anywhere from ten months to a year, and then maybe if he wants, uh, you know, even though he's holding that belt sort of hostage, I would like to see Stipe at least offered the opportunity to fight for the interim belt. It's not that's not the last fight I want to see. Don't disrespect him. him. You can't disrespect yeah, him like that. I know. You wouldn't, it's almost disrespectful that you're not at least giving him the option. I feel like if he doesn't fight within the uh, – if he doesn't fight next year, uh, we're not going to see Stipe ever fight again. I agree. Like, it's done. Like, it's done. So I'd like to see that opportunity since he he mustered the the effort to, to do it one last time. Um, I would say give him the opportunity to go out there and fight for the interim. And then do you think that he's not going to then hold on to that interim and want to fight Jones? And then give Jones that extra little time to do it, a hundred percent. So yeah, I, if my crystal ball. I would say, yes, the fight I want to see is John Jones and Tom Aspinall. But I think the more realistic first fight that we could see is Stipe versus Aspinall. I would rather see that than Aspinall just fight it against another heavyweight at the top my, of the division. My my dream scenario uh, right now, and I'm holding out hope. I'm putting good energy into the world. I'm trying to make this. I'm trying to manifest this. I'm trying to manifest this. My dream scenario right now is John Jones, Stipe Miocic, International Fight Week next summer with a co-main event of Tom Aspinall versus Curtis Blades, the interim titles underneath it, heavyweight and interim heavyweight titles back-to-back. Um, get everybody on the same timeline. So then if, you the know, same if the, timeline. If that the goes winner, a long way. That, that goes, goes a long way. way. That if goes a long way. something falls out. Yep. Something falls out. You got you got the backup right you there. You got everybody right there. So that's that's yep. that's what I'm that's what I'm putting out hope in the world. But All I right. mean like Aspinall versus Blade. Do you want to see that more than Aspinall and Stipe? No, 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 no. I, I, and I'm not saying that you don't, but I'm yeah. just saying, like, in terms of, like, what's the sexy opportunity if you want to talk about one of the guys at the top? Like, if we're not going to get Jones and Stipe, and if we're not going to get Jones and Aspinall, 
you got to give Stipe that opportunity. I'd love Whether it. you I think you're disrespecting him or not, it's more disrespectful to not get him the chance to make one last big-ass paycheck, you know? Yeah, um, well, I was going to say whether or not he wants it is up to him, but I think you should at least offer that because I think people would definitely at least sign offer it to him. People would sign up to see that, man. They, they yeah, would definitely I, pay to see well, that. Obviously, I'm biased. Of course, I would sign up for it. I just If you don't give Stipe a fight next year, a fight that makes sense or whatever, we're never going to see Stipe fight again. Agreed. That's, that's my prediction. He, he's been gone for too long. But he got himself into that shape. Like at least reward him with the opportunity that if he's still willing to put himself his body through a fight camp, give him a fight. Give him a fight. Don't I make agree. him go through all that to just be like, well, you know, we wanted to try to do it because you know anything can happen. Jones could get in his you know recovery and get to the end of it, and then knock on wood. What if something? There's a setback. Mm-hmm. This happened. This injury happened in training. Probably a move that he was doing a thousand times before. Hundred percent. And then what do you do? You make Steve, sorry, Steve. Can you wait another ten months? Can you wait another ten months? It's never going to happen. It'll never happen. It'll never happen. So, all right. Uh, I would like to. I would like to see him be the shot. Hopefully, we have an answer soon. All right. Uh, there is some MMA this weekend. Uh, obviously, we mentioned UFC Fight Night 232, which you will be covering in Las Vegas. I don't know if anybody really realizes this or not, but Bellator 301 is Friday night. Um, And and I mean that as no disrespect, but let's be honest. I mean, Bellator was criticized for not marketing their events enough in their heyday. And right now, it's kind of, I mean, look, we all know what's going on. Now, um, I I will say, by the way, and I'll I'll just throw this out before we talk about Bellator 301, I continue to hear... That, you know, we know we know what all the talk is about. The PFL is going to acquire Bellator through some means, whether it be a purchase, an acquisition, a stock swap, whatever the case may be. Um, that they're going to, uh, you know, they're going to take the company. I continue to hear from people that I know in both places that the deal isn't done yet. That it's everybody's still assuming it's going to happen. Everybody's still uh, assuming that that's the way things are going to work out, but that it's not done yet. And it's not simply a matter of nobody wants to announce anything yet. It's the fact that the details aren't completely done yet. Um, I'll be honest with you. I'm starting to worry or wonder if it even gets – I guess worry is not the right word because Showtime already announced like they're done with, with MMA. So it's like – Bellator is going away one one way or another, so I guess there's nothing to really worry about. But I, I'm starting to think maybe there's a possibility this this thing doesn't get done because if they've already admitted we're done, we're out, we're not doing this anymore, and you're a company that was interested in acquiring them, hasn't the price just significantly dropped? Like whatever you were talking yeah. about, like you know, I was looking I was looking to purchase you because I assumed you were going to stay in business. So whoa, whoa, whoa! You're already telling me you already uh you already turned in the 30 day notice to your landlord and you dropped off the keys and like well, why the hell am I giving you money then if you're about to go away anyway and all of your all of your fighters are now going to be free agents and and I, and I and I can go get them anyway without giving you any money or giving you any stock. Why would I pay it? So I'm kind of wondering now if PFL is like, well, look, if you're if you're shuttering, you know, if you're shutting the doors, the hell am I even worried about paying you? I'll just go pick up the guys I want to pick up because we already know PFL doesn't want the whole roster. They don't want yep. the whole Bellator roster. They want to pick the key figures that they want. And so if those if those people are all going to be on the open market anyway, why would you even why would you even buy it? Yeah, and I mean, and and I don't know, maybe this is a, as a just a, a side point. I mean, like, even though when they were bought and when they're, you know, the other stuff, I'm sure it was an injection of money where it gave them the freedom to kind of keep operating and do things on their own. Is it with, is it out of the possibility, the realm of possibility that Coker just doesn't shoulder this and they just say, okay, well, our, you know, they don't, they don't want to sell us and they're going to get rid of us. We're back on our own. 
and just doing our thing. We have a guy on site, Erickson's on site, and it's like it's like business as usual. Like nobody's really sort of saying like anything's going another way, doing whatever. It's almost like they're just like, well, you know, they're like there's no real sort of like we thought there'd be more of this like finality feel there in the event like something would happen. But he says it kind of felt like it's just status quo. Let's just keep on going. So maybe and we're gonna they haven't announced anything else like no, in terms and that's, of like three oh two. Because they don't know, they don't have three hundred two yeah. announced. But nobody on the like nobody in the company has been told anything. So like they're literally just yeah. like. But can you imagine that feeling of like how they must be feeling of of I mean, how difficult? Well, I will tell you one thing that was that was I guess it was sort of told off record or whatever. <laughs> but like there was a point where somebody may or may not have said that they hadn't seen their boss in like weeks. <laughs> I don't surprise, dude. How do you go to work? Knowing that your company may be shutting yeah. down at any moment, you know what I mean, like. And then you don't, you know, you don't see your, your, your like your dude, to like say like things are good, like hey, I'm, I still go to work, I still do what I need to do, but I'm not hearing anything. That's so crazy. do I just play by, dumb? By the way, this keep doing? this card is good. Yaroslav, Amoslav, Jason. This Jackson. card is pretty darn good. Sergio Pettis, Patchy Mix. That's the fight right there, man. No disrespect to Amoslav and Jackson, but Pettis and Mix is fire. Rafion Stotson and Danny Sabatello, of course, they're going to go crazy. AJ McKee and Sydney Outlaw, Patricky Pitbull versus Alexander Chablis. Oh no, isn't isn't that Cheeto Vera? Oh my! What the hell was that? What could, was that, bro? All I could, about. I had I could, to bring that up. I was like, dude, I saw that and I was like. Holy hell. Bro, I I could not watch. I'm sure everybody that's listening to this knows we're talking. If you don't, there's a social media clip where Cheeto Vera was on a show. I don't even know what the show was. and the, Something with Danny or something? Or? And, and the host is thinking he's Pitbull and walking through his Bellator. Bro, I had to turn it off. I was. It made me so yeah. uncomfortable. It, the, the clip was so – I covered so, my eyes. I, was, I stopped it and I covered my eyes like when I get really uncomfortable watching something. I couldn't watch it. It was. It's only like 90 seconds. It made me so uncomfortable for everybody yeah. involved. I was like, I can't do this. I, I can't watch this. this so bad. So, yeah, he, they, they literally thought Cheeto Vera was Pitbull. Oh and he was God. asking him about his Bellator career and about <laughs> fighting these guys. And he's like, bro, I've never, I've never fought for Bellator. And you hear, like, Brittany chime in. I was like, what is Brittany doing on there anyways? And she's like, yeah, no, he never fought on Bellator. I was like, one, I want to be like, okay, well, what did he fight? Tell me more about his record, Brittany. Tell me tell me what you <laughs> – but I was like, whatever. I love Brittany. Um, but, yeah, I was just like, holy hell. And, and Cheeto's like, dude – you know, just ask me a question. I'll answer whatever. And it's like, the guy wasn't prepared for you. He thought you were somebody else. Like, so crazy. What the F, dude? So, oh, yeah. So, that's what, that's the joke when I say, you know, isn't that, that, that Chico Bear? Like, literally. I Yeah, I wish I could think of the name of the show or whatever. But that was – the. remember the uh, – was it – who was – I'm sorry. His name escaped me. Case? Chase? Case? Case, Case Kiefer. Case Kiefer, when he now was it was it Robbie Lawler and somebody else? He excuse he thought the guy was Robbie Lawler, or and then it wasn't Robbie Lawler. It or was, was he, he thought it was Albert Tumanov. And I feel so on the one hand, but he like, thought he was. But was he? He thought he was like Lawler, though, right? He thought he was Robbie Lawler. So here's yeah. what I would say. So Case is one of the nicest dudes you'll ever meet. And so on the one hand, I'm 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 happy to say his name and 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 to to know that hey, we got respect for you, Case. Like was on oh, the grind for dude. a long he's time. Su- he's super super nice guy. <laughs> such a nice guy. On the on the other hand, I feel kind of bad bringing up his name. Because it's yeah. in a way, but it's it the was, only other time we've ever seen anything like it, at least to this big a big of point. It's an all time. It's an all time gaff. And if if you're if you're new to the game and haven't seen it, search that. Just like reporter thinks it's Robbie Lawler, you'll get it. It's hilarious because <laughs> he he realizes he realizes his mistake like halfway through his question and just like starts stopping and like oh he's like oh I'm I'm sorry. And Dana Dana makes it even worse because Dana's like, <laughs> what just happened? 
Like, what just happened? And, like, the translator was like, uh, I think he thought, uh, which the translator was Murat Keshtov, I believe, who's a coach in the Northeast. But he's like, um, he's like, oh, he thought that was Lawler. And, and Dana just blasts him. He's like, you thought that was Robbie Lawler? That was he's Robbie like, Lawler? Do you cover this sport for a living? I was like, oh, my God. It's so bad. It, so was, it was bad, but this one felt worse. That this one, one was I worse. felt bad because we were there in the room, and I remember we just kind of chuckled a little bit. But this one watching was harder oh, because my God, that was the so like the fighter traveled to your show, and then you uh, you still didn't recognize that that's not the guy that you're supposed to be interviewing. <laughs> so like, bad. They don't so even look bad. that similar. No, like I, at all. People trying to justify and look at him like, oh well, I can see where the facial hair. I was like, no, their facial hair is not even close either. Like, not even close. So night and day different that I'm just like, bro, I, I, I was wondering too. Cause I was like, Cheeto, when he was responding, I was like, are they all high? I was like, maybe they were high and smoking. And he was just, <laughs> that like, would be possible. Then I'm, then I'm like, okay, okay. Maybe the guy's like, he just kind of stoned. He's like, ah, they, they sort of look similar. I'm just going to roll with it. I'm just going to roll with it. And I'm just like, oh my goodness. Uh, that would, that would be explained. That would be a good explanation for it. Like, I'm sorry, bro. I was so stoned. I thought I was, I was so stoned. Like, I thought you looked like another, Moderately <laughs> ethnic dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, so by the way, dude, it's funny you mentioned Matt Erickson being out there. Has he mentioned this at all? I'm sure he has. Like, have you guys had any discussion this week? I was thinking about him being out there because we don't know that this is going to be the last Bellator event. By the way, uh, I, again, I've heard if things happen the way they're supposed to, um, that they will have to operate Bellator for a little while to finish out some contractual commitments they have and that at, sort of thing till the end of the year. Right. So it may not be the last Bellator, but if it is the last Bellator, has he mentioned this because? I'm pretty sure Matt Erickson and I were both at the final Elite XC event. I know he was at the last Strike Force event. I was at the last WEC event, and I think me and him both might have been at the last WEC event. So if I'm right, if for some reason this does end up being the final Bellator event, that means he was at the final Elite XC, the final Strike Force, the final WEC in the final Bellator, and so I don't, I don't know, like if that's like a cool stat or like he's some kind of yeah. curse that like shuts down promotions. But he's the, he's the, he's the, uh, the poison pill for all these uh, things. Uh, <laughs> he, met, I remember he mentioned something, but I don't think he went uh, as so as far to do that. You might have to reach out and connect to him and I'll remind to, him of that. I'll have to ask him. I'll have to ask him. I know him and I were both at the last Elite XC because that was a surprise one. Like we were both there, if I remember right, it was in Hammond, Indiana, which is right outside of Chicago. And that one nobody knew was going to be the last Elite XC event because they had another one announced, and they ended up canceling that card and shutting down the organization. Strike Force, obviously, we knew. Um, he went and covered it because I think that one was in Oklahoma City, and I think I was covering a UFC somewhere else. That was back when they were doing like the you know two cards on the same day or whatever, uh, and he went and covered that one. WC was in Arizona. I remember that, and I think we both covered that one. So I, I think uh, I think he was there for that one too because I remember we both bought like the. Uh, if I remember right, I think we both bought like the autographed posters for the final WC one because it was like it, both we, we like collecting stuff like that. But it was like, hold on, you know right away that two of these guys are going to be UFC champions right away, so their value is automatically going to go up. So anyway, but I think he's shutting it down. So anyway, Matt Erickson, shout out to Matt Erickson. I haven't seen him in a while, <laughs> man, but he, he yeah. goes around and shuts down organizations. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he shows up and they're like, oh, no, it's him. 
<laughs> well, it's a good oh, card. No. It's a good card on it Friday night. It is a good night. card. If it you want to check card. it out, it's a good card. Uh, Saturday, UFC Fight Night 232. <laughs> um, you know, look, this is what happens, right? You do a massive pay-per-view, and then you come to a fight night the next week, and it doesn't feel like a, you know as big of an event, uh, and that's always going to be the case, and it's not. I mean, it's it's an Apex card versus Madison Square Garden seven days later. You know what I mean? So, uh, But I will say, I do find the main event very, very intriguing. I know you were there for media day. Uh, Brendan Allen, um, I know, man, he's – He's had like a chip on his shoulder for a while where he feels like he hasn't been getting the respect he deserves, hasn't been getting the opportunities he deserves. Here's his chance to really make a statement. Meanwhile, Paul Craig, uh, you know, obviously was a really good fighter at 205. Now, you know, making this new run at 185, obviously a force there as well. Um, kind of want to get what you, uh, what, you, what you took out of both guys, what you thought out of being there for media day. I did get to watch the media day, by the way, and uh, I did crack up at Paul Craig's uh, impressions that he did. How so, you know, good were those impressions? The, they were so good. I was like, he says he does impressions, and then he went into the Arnold one. I was like, dude, that's good. I thought, I know, I'm going to admit, that was good. I thought and the Schwarzenegger one was – I thought the Schwarzenegger was better than the walk-in, but if you're going to do walk-in – it has to be that scene, you know what I mean, yeah. which is storing storing the watch up your ass for two years. Uh, I mean, that, he's even doing the fingers. He's like, be up my ass. You know, it was like, oh, my God, he did it really, really good. Yeah, I was just rolling. But, yeah, I mean, both guys were focused. I mean, shoot, the Paul Craig interview was like 30 minutes. I was yeah. like, I don't remember the last time we've ever had him on for 30 minutes. Um, he's amped up, man. He's ready to go. I mean, it's, it's tough. I mean, like, he certainly – you know, as much as they want to talk about strikers or whatever, I mean, it's it's hard for him to to deny the fact of where he wants the fight to go, and that's on yep. the ground. I think he's just so confident. But, you know, we've seen that in so many of his fights recently where he just sort of drops to his back, and he's like, bro, stop, get up, fight. You know, like, it's one thing if you're hurt to, to go down, but he, he, he kind of has this bad habit of really jumping on the ground a little bit too soon. Allen's got great hands. They both have good hands, I think, in terms of uh, – just who's got that momentum? I mean, Alan uh, with a name like well, I mean, it's not like that. Craig is like the biggest name, and in fact, he's on the he's on the upside of uh, of the, the rankings as well. I mean, that's that's no slouch of a name. I think I win over Paul Craig in, in definitive big. fashion, and that's what Paul Craig's trying to do from him as well. He understands that you know these big, you get a big finish, you get a big sort of hype behind you, you start getting these matchups that maybe aren't the guy right in front of you, but maybe a guy further up the line. You know, he realizes that you know he's sort of at the the later part of his career you know not that he wanted to say this is one last hurrah but in a sense i think he has that in his mind that it's like i'm up close i need to make this happen now you know so with an you know getting a win over right now the ufc has allen as 10 number 10 you know with a good definitive win over that you know maybe it's not just being number 10 maybe it's number nine maybe it's something else and then you're you're looking at two to three good wins and then you're in a title fight so in his mind he sees that you know possibly you know three four fights from now he could be in a title fight so i mean he's going in with that expectation alan was fired up man he was just he was kind of really just jumping around with certain rankings and other stuff in fact armando made the mistake of actually saying he's on the uh one of the guys that makes the ranking because he couldn't understand how hamzat you know these people are kind of jumping in and had no real um, defenses and are starting to jump up in the rankings. And he was like, and he was, I forget how it came up. Cause I was editing off the side and somehow when he was, you know, bitching and griping about it, he was like, you know, I mean, blah, blah, blah. these guys do these things. He's like, are you on, are you one of the guys that votes? And Armando's like, he's such a nice guy. He was just like, yeah. 
And then he was like, you are? And I was like, oh, bro, why did you say that? You're one of the ones. And he just painted a giant target on your face. Even his coach got a little animated afterwards. I was like, Armando, never, never tell a fighter you're one of the guys that can do it because they're just going to see you as a target. Whether or not you rank them high or, or low, people at some point have issue with the rankings. And part of that because they realize. Always. Well, I mean, part of it, I mean, like. The rankings don't get paid that much attention. Not like Dana's like, all right, it's time for number one to fight number two, and right. then that and the co-main we're going to have number three fight number four. But still, people understand, and there's a lot of uh, interest by those numbers that these people are putting onto these fighters. So the fact that you just kind of put a, your name out there and say, yes, if you're ever upset, I Armando, come <laughs> to me with your your just your your. <laughs> Your disgruntledness, I will be the, the the poster child. I'm like, bro, I know other people in that room are part of the people that vote on that thing, and none of them voiced Nobody said a the word. Thing. When he was asking something, you got to stay quiet like those guys are. Don't put a target on your back. So, But he was fired up. I mean, and I think within reason, just like you said, I mean, this is a guy that at times people didn't want to fight him, and, and maybe he could have been higher and people didn't want to do these things. So I think he holds – issue with rankings and other little sort of stuff so i mean i he understands there's danger but you know it was cute he came out there with his kid so he's focused for the fight obviously but it also um he enjoys fight week being able to share it with his family i mean we've seen what that does for fighters when they have a family to support yep. when they're when their family's all about it you know she's grown up around the fighting so I, this is a guy that's going to be coming in at ease going into a fight against uh, a guy that he knows that he has what in his mind the skill sets more he sees that he has more weapons he i think he he understands that paul just wants the the fight to get to the ground i think most of us know that that's where he wants to get it alan is more than happy to stay standing as much as paul says he's got hands and wants to stay standing we know that that's not where he wants that fight to stay um but then to be you know comfortable have your family nearby um, comfortable in the fight. I mean, he's going to come out there relaxed, and I think he's going to come out there dangerous. And both guys are excited to have a main event, so it should be good. I mean, it's, it's. I wouldn't say it's top to bottom a card where I'm just like, oh man, I I'm so excited to be at the Apex this weekend. I mean, there are definitely <laughs> some fights in this one, um, like Jake Matthews. It's so funny. Like I feel like we and and we brought this up with Jake Matthews. We've been watching Jake Matthews since he was literally like 19 years old. Yep. He we've was a literally kid watched growing him grow up, up in front of us. We've literally and it's crazy. watched him grow up. He's only 29 right now and we've been watching the dude for 10 years. I'm like, "Bro, there's people that come into the UFC older than you from the contender series and other stuff and you have a 10-year tenure with the UFC it's and crazy. it's unreal and he still feels like he's getting better and I mean I'm glad that he's getting that co-main shine um he's tough always matchup. He, we tough know matchup. we know it's a very 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 tough matchup I mean but we know what we're getting with him yeah. and we know what we're getting from his opponent Morales as well I mean like some somebody's going to go to sleep on that one or somebody's going to get uh say please please ref stop this I can't yep. I don't want to do this anymore uh, I like the, that's going to be a banger man I liked Jake Matthews. Um, I love the fact that he was talking about, you know, coming into the UFC at 19. He's like, man, I didn't know how to fight. You know what I mean? Like, you think you know how to fight. You're like, oh, you don't so know how to fight good. when you're that young. Like, you don't have that experience. I, I thought that was cool for him to have that And maturity. he learned he, on-the-job training in the UFC, the biggest, baddest organization. He got his on-the-job training. It's crazy. It's unreal. I can't believe we've been watching. It's funny we say this about other ones. We're going to say this about uh, Rosas Jr. and these other ones. 
Jake came in at 19. How crazy is that? And I, I, I don't remember feeling at the time like it was like this crazy oddity, you know, like I just felt like, you know, I remember when he came in, he wasn't like he was like a small dude for the division or anything. No, I, he was pretty, he's not. always been pretty jacked. Yep. Um, but man, unreal to think that he was 19 doing it and he still has the potential being in there for another five, six years. That's I mean, cr- yeah, that's crazy. that's not that's not even if he's just like one of these you know freaks that if makes it was, past forty or whatever. You know, yeah, like, if he was like, in the states, I mean, I think he would. He had the potential of being like what we're talking when we're talking about like, um, uh, like Miller or Cerrone. Miller, thank you. I was like, I was having a brain brain fart. If the guy wasn't international, the amount of fights that he can have on so his right. name right now would be absolutely astronomical. I mean, it's just if it wasn't the fact that he was international, I think we would, his number would be even bigger. So, yeah, it's crazy, man. But, yeah, I'm so happy that he's still fighting at a super high level. He's still getting the co-main shine and doing it for 10 years, man. But he's got a tough, tough opponent. I mean, this is this is more in a sense of for Morales. I think they realize that they have a potential star in him and a potential just he's already shown that he's a stud um but this is they're like okay if you're at the level now if you could take it like a guy jake matthews down they're um they're pushing him they're pushing him to have like some bigger names and uh this is a good test for him this is a good test for him but uh, i think i leaned morales on this one yeah i think i think uh, and that's think no that's... slight to matthews but morales man he's scary dude he's a scary dude no he looks like he's uh he looks like he's kind of the the, the next the wave deal. Yeah, he's yeah. a real. Did you see the odds on the main event? No. Huh. Brendan Allen's a minus four twenty five. Wow. That's cr- that's crazy. I, that seems crazy to me, man. And I don't, I don't mean no yeah. disrespect by that, but I, I I thought on paper this was a closer fight than that. It it should be. It should be. I mean, you know, I just think that Paul doesn't do himself any favors when he when he's so. I think people just want to say that he's a one-trick pony. They want to. They say that he, he just brings the fight to the ground. I don't think they give him enough. Just you know, they're not giving him his due when it comes to his hands. Um, and so it could be a matter of the fight styles. Styles makes fights, and you know, and the styles are maybe kind of pushing it a little bit. I think just, but that's surprising. That's surprising to me um, that it's that big. I did too. That's big. Surprising. So, yeah. all right. Listen. Uh, real quick. Um. Oh, you know the other thing I was gonna ask you. Did, did you ever remember the phrase from, from from Paul Craig that we asked him to translate no, that day? No. No. Because I remember he was. It was in his post fight, right? His was yeah. his post fight speech that we he couldn't. Said, I can't. I, I don't know why I, I remember. I thought it was so funny that you asked him if you remember that story because obviously I'll always remember that story. Like somebody hit us up. You and I were at the airport. Uh, waiting to fly home, and somebody was right working on Sunday, and they were working on the post-fight story, and they couldn't understand Paul's audio, and they were like, "Can you guys hear what this is?" And we both listened to it, and we were like, "No, I don't know what the hell he's saying." And then we both looked up, and we were like, "Oh shit, he's sitting <laughs> he's right, right there. over there." I was like, "Why don't we just go ask him?" I think we were. All, I, think we, I think he was having a beer. We were having he was a having beer. drinks. Yeah, so, so we, we were, were like, having some drinks. We were definitely having some drinks, no question. Uh, you know, those were our younger days when we acted less responsibly than we do now. <laughs> Uh, and and uh, and we walked over there to him, and I think I even had trouble understanding. Like it even took a couple times for him to say it in person to us yeah. before we finally understood. It. But it was somebody's O had to go. Yeah, uh, somebody's yeah. somebody's O had to go. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's funny when he was teasing around i was like bro maybe we've seen you enough because all of a sudden we can understand you i was like we've either ruined your accent or you've done a better job of changing it so that we can understand it and he even said yeah i have to slow i slow it down a little bit he's like because if i'm talking with my friends i'm just like blah, 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 and we're like yeah no yeah, idea what you just nah, said no right idea there. what you just said that was funny man such a he's such a nice guy man. i love he's that such, guy such a nice guy so both guys are good yeah i mean i feel i feel kind of bad picking them uh picking against them um because i really do like the guy i just think alan's got uh he's it's it's more his time than than craig's time and i think if, if craig didn't have that just desire to always just hop on his back i think he just sets himself up but um it'd be interesting if he starts hopping to his back and alan jumps into his guard and and they make it a jujitsu match it'd be very interesting to see I know um, how I'd the fight plays that. out because that's not that's not just like that's not just guaranteed for Craig by any means. No, Alan's Brendan, good. Alan's Brendan's really good. In, I, yeah, so I think Brendan. I, I mean, you're hundred percent right. Like Brendan is going to try to keep his thing on the feet. I would imagine that would be the smart play. Like right when you're game yeah. planning, what do you do first? Like wh- you know, where is the where is the place that my opponent is most dangerous? Can I win it somewhere other than that? And he can. Like he's got better stand up. But yeah, the the grappling dork and me like would love to see them get down there and have some have some jujitsu scramble 100%. changes because they're because they're high level grapplers, man. I think it would be super fun to watch. So, uh, good stuff. All right, well, listen. Um, I will not be there, but I will have a uh, and a half coverage for uh, everybody over at patreoncom slash the Roadshow. Always appreciate everybody supporting us over there for as little as three dollars a month. You can help support the show. Uh, I will be doing an and a half episode, though. I will be doing it from. Uh, Des Moines, Iowa, I believe, is where I'll be. Actually, Fort Dodge, Iowa. I've got two CFSC match days this weekend, so if you're looking for something else to watch, uh, I will not be on air. I'm actually going to be in the production truck for both these. I'm learning learning another little side of the business, learning some different uh, aspects of it. I but, like it. Um, I like it. We've got two. We've got one on Friday, one on Sunday. The one on Friday, so I'm, I said I'm in Denver, Colorado right now. I'm about two, a little over two hours away from where our venue is going to be tomorrow, Friday. Uh, we're in this barn. I've been talking about it because it's so wild, man. Actually, I put a picture on Instagram if you guys want to see it that was sent to me. The the production guys are out there right now setting up the venue, and they just looked out, and there was a rainbow like over the Wyoming wilderness, and, and it's just – I'm like, this is gorgeous, man. So, uh, But we're going to be inside this barn in the middle of a wild horse eco-sanctuary. It's going to be uh, Campbell University against the University of Wyoming, and it uh, should be a lot of fun. Uh, we got some, some surprises in there, but there's going to be like – the wrestlers sitting on hay bales and people wearing cowboy hats. And uh, it's going to look unlike any other wrestling duel you've ever seen before. So it will be one of the most unique environments you've ever seen. And then on Sunday, we'll actually be in Iowa uh, for a great one there. Iowa State and Wisconsin are going to go at a very meaningful duel there. Um, and it's in uh, Humboldt uh, High School, which is the uh, the high school of Kevin Dresser, the coach of Iowa State. So it's, it's just about sold out. It's going to be sold out by the time we get there. Uh, it's small. It's loud. Uh, it's going to be a cool environment as well. So um, definitely looking forward to uh, to those two things. So if you're looking for something other than MMA to watch this weekend, go check them out. And like I said, I've been telling people this, but I mean it. If you like college wrestling, watch it and tell us what you think is good and what you think is bad. I'd love to hear about it. And if you haven't watched college wrestling, watch it anyway. Give it a shot, man. See if you like it. I, I, I think you'll find it to be um, an entertaining sport and obviously a huge direct correlation uh, with mixed martial arts. And, you know, they're starting to embrace that a little bit. So – uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Should be fun. Staying busy. Staying busy. You yourself? Yeah. You gonna slide down to F one for a little bit? And uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, I was I was just talking to my broker. I'm like, can we can we somehow get the uh, those really discounted, super high priced tickets? 
No, uh, I might try to catch it on on the on the TV or something. If I can catch it, or if I can find a stream or whatever, or I might just ignore it and see what happens after the fact. But uh, yeah, like, who knows? You've ruined who our knows? city. Go away. Yeah, get out of here already. Get out of here. Get off my no, lawn. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I hear you guys practicing out in front of my house. Stop it. Stop it. Um, I, I mean, I, I you know as much as I'll bitch about it. If they do well, good, good for them. Good for them. If they don't, get the f out. Get the f one out. <laughs> oh, look at you, flop one. Get the f one out. He's got them all, baby. He's got them all. All right, listen. Uh, hope we have a good time next week. I'll actually be in Washington D.C., so uh, maybe we'll do a, a remote from there. I'll be out there for the for the 2023 PFL Championship, so maybe we can do a, a remote the day before Thanksgiving and kind of break things down and. Get your thoughts on that. So we'll figure all that out. You know, what? 451 consecutive weeks. We're not about to stop now. Uh, appreciate all your patience with us. I know we've had a little bit of wild, crazy schedule. Uh, I was supposed to be at the media day yesterday. I couldn't have just had some late things pop up. But thanks for your patience. And more than any, of course, thanks for listening. <laughs>